0: Talk Crooked, the social justice and comedy podcast where two friends laugh, cry, and rage about an
1: unspeakable subject while enjoying adult beverages. My name is Kay. I'm Carrie. It's 11 o'clock. Uh. In the morning. (laughs) In the morning, so I am having (laughs) straight up black coffee because I am fasting again. Um.
0: I'm having water, but that's because I'm pregnant still.
1: (laughs) Oh. (coughs) what no black coffee that's an acquired taste
0: it is an acquired taste my brother acquired that taste in college i can't do it i have to have some creamer in there
1: yeah i I mean i can
0: drink it black i just really don't like to
1: i don't like it
0: yeah you're a sweet person so uh, this is gonna be a big step for you yeah it's very bitter I bet you're going to really come to love the taste of coffee, though.
1: I do like the taste of coffee. I just don't like...
0: You need sugar in it, though. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like you, You're you going to really appreciate like the pure taste of coffee. That's what I should have said.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Just coffee on its own, which is delicious. Mm-hmm. I, I just like I a little bit of cream in there, too, to... <laughs> 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 To cut the acidity a little bit. Yeah. Just sip on it. Don't, like, try and gulp it.
1: Yeah. At least Just I'm sip starting. Sip on it and chase it with water. Yeah. You
0: need caffeine at- when you're fasting.
1: Yeah, at least I'm starting my day with caffeine this time. I think I'm going to try yes. to go 20 hours. So that would be My 7 God, Kay. I don't know. Kay like- thinks she's <laughs> an
0: expert already. Oh, I know I'm not. <laughs> you're going to skip to expert level. <laughs>
1: But um I did do I don't the- want you to hurt yourself. I know. I need I'm trying to be careful. I did the sixteen eight yesterday and I felt really good. Like the break was a whole lot easier.
0: Yes. So and- do that again. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that would put <laughs> me oh, God. That, like two or three.
0: There you go. That's so much more reasonable. I could not. I don't think I could do it. I am <laughs> Oh God.
1: There's, Just the thought
0: of being hungry.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. The water helps with the hunger pains. Um, and it helps that, like, my mom and I are doing it together, so neither one of us is eating. And Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and, like, Stevie is the only one eating, so he's the only person I have to worry about making lunch for. Um, mm, okay. And, I, I mean, I'm... I'd like to like get the mental benefits from it too. That's why I want to like push for twenty hours because it's supposed to help you focus. And I think oh, I gotcha. I think if I can get to where I'm doing twenty hours every other day and doing like the sixteen eight between that, um, I can get to a point where I can do a prolonged fast where I do a full twenty four hours where I just like drink water and. Coffee and whatever, and get good mental. You're a champion. I'm trying. I'm trying <laughs> really hard. I mean, it's it's about the only thing that I think is really gonna shock my system into helping me lose a little bit. Sure.
0: <laughs> it just it just sounds awful. <laughs> it's not at all the way like what I thought intermittent fasting was.
1: Mm-mm. The way
0: you've described it. So, ooh. Yeah. It'll be a long time before I'll have any opportunity to try that. Mm-hmm. But, um, speaking of. <laughs>
1: speaking, speaking of, of intermittent
0: fasting, <laughs> um, <laughs> ironically, this week.
1: We are oh, discussing.
0: Body, body positivity. positivity. So.
1: <laughs> I am whatever doing, it takes
0: to get you to feel good about yourself
1: yeah I am doing it for the of course like losing weight but also for mental benefits and that's, well there's a lot
0: of health benefits for you too yeah because of that
1: mm, and it it also too. helps that it's putting everything in like a smaller window so I can like I eat a whole lot at night because I'm used to mm-hmm. eating more at night so it helps that I'm not having to worry about it like the rest of the, of the time. What? I, like I don't have to worry about making food or worry about what I'm gonna eat or anything like that. Like the rest of like outside of the four or eight hours when I'm eating or letting myself eat.
0: What does that have to do with eating at night? I'm confused.
1: Well, we both lost what? it we both lost it <laughs> i let's don't
0: know what's continue. going on <laughs> i don't know what's happening oh goodness gracious okay yeah kay and her mom usually eat dinner at like 10:30 at night mm-hmm. um <laughs> i don't know how you do that with the sleep problems that you have but i guess you stay up later too than than me mm-hmm. so oh goodness gracious well let's talk about body positivity let's start with the I will say this, um, being pregnant, I have, like, never felt better about my body.
1: Oh, well, good. And, like, the way it
0: looks, which is really awesome. Um, well, I'm not sitting there, like, pinching fat on my arms or any of that kind of stuff because it's, like, I'm growing a person, and this is beautiful and cool, and I actually got really lucky, like, my face hasn't gotten fat or anything from being pregnant, so, Mm -hmm. like, I actually think that my kid, like, being pregnant has gotten my actual body, like, kind of back on track a little bit more, and I think it'll be, like, once I, you know, have a big old weight loss here in a couple weeks, (laughs) um, (laughs) um, I think it's going to be easier to maintain, because I've put it, I've been able, because of quarantine and being pregnant, like, I've been able to put, uh, get back into a better routine for myself, so... Really? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was looking at pictures like back in December when um, like my brother got married and stuff and my face was so puffy and I just I, I don't know. I just I was I was pretty puffy. And <laughs> of course, I was also newly pregnant at the time. But uh, yeah. th- I mean, that's not why I was definitely stress eating. Mm-hmm. And because of my horrible job and um I don't know I feel like I've I don't know I just feel good I feel good about how my body looks I, d- I mean I hurt don't get me wrong it hurts
1: <laughs> yeah and <laughs> um you know zero Sometimes and would not recommend do again but <laughs> <laughs> no I'll do it again uh are you um, sure
0: What do you mean, am I sure? This has not been that bad. My friend got carpal tunnel and, like, had to take all, like, gained over 60 pounds and, like, had to take medicine for her gestational diabetes. So then she just kept eating cake anyway. Oh, Jesus. And, like, um, yeah, like she had a horrible, like, (laughs) I... Jess, I love you, but you are the measuring stick for horrible pregnancies that I have been comparing myself to this whole time. Because <laughs> shit can get real. Like she's had all kinds of dental problems and stuff from it. Like oh, it's goodness. just, it's yeah, it's it's it can be way worse than what I've been going through. Believe yeah. me, this has been very tame. Um, I just vent to you because you won't say, "Well, you just have three more months or whatever." Yeah. And I swear, Josh and I are going to have to have a discussion of it's just contractions is not an acceptable phrase to come out of your mouth. No. (laughs) (laughs) It's just the contractions, honey. I fucking know. It hurts. I will kill him if he says that to me. So, um... (laughs)
1: If he shushes you in the delivery room, you have my permission to kill him. Oh, I'll think, divorce him. I don't think he'll do that.
0: But he would not shush me in the delivery room.
1: That did happen to my mother.
0: If I scream fuck, he, the only words that are okay is, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been a bad one. <laughs> not, you should be quiet. <laughs> Oh, goodness especially if I have to be induced. Okay, mm-hmm. so let's talk about body positivity. So yeah. um, let's start with a definition from our good friend Wikipedia. <laughs> Yay. Um, so body positivity is a social movement, as we all know, mm-hmm. um, that's rooted in the belief. Oh, goodness, I'm so sorry. I'm being kicked in the stomach. <laughs> um <clears throat> Rooted in the belief that all human beings should have a positive body image, while challenging the ways in which society pre- presents and views the physical body, um, so the the movement advocates the acceptance of all bodies regardless of physical ability, size, gender, race, or appearance. Yeah, so there we go. Um, I also just want to say that like just because like Kay is trying to lose weight, and just because like I want to get my body like in good shape doesn't mean that I that we're not trying to be body positive like yeah it doesn't mean that you stop going to the gym and just like accept yourself for being flabby if you're not happy with that like it's about getting yourself in a good mental place and not beating yourself up mm-hmm. for being fucking human you can still of course want to take pride in your appearance and want to get healthy and want to you know yeah. Get yourself toned back up so your clothes fit better again. And, like, that's fine. That's mm-hmm. totally fine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like You can be positive there's...
1: about your body and still want to improve it.
0: Exactly. Thank you. You summed that up beautifully for me. Okay. So <laughs> let's talk about some psychology. Um, okay. Real quick. And then I have a really fun timeline of beauty standards, which I think are hilarious.
1: <laughs> Yay. And
0: fascinating. So... Um, <laughs> Back to the dawn of time. Okay, so um, so the uh, let's this is again from Wikipedia. This is there's a little psychology section that I thought was really interesting. Um, so it says the body positivity movement has been groundbreaking because of the effort, the effect it, it has had on the psychology of a person. Um, this is kind of like what Noom does, mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, so yeah, yeah you you qu- like even even just like the words we use to describe food, like mm-hmm. saying I cheated today or um stuff like that i mean it's negative language and it's 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 hurtful to yourself Mm -hmm. so like it's about it's like yeah you you indulged a little bit so then tomorrow is a new day and we're gonna get back on the horse you know yeah um there's no need to like kick yourself for having a piece of chocolate or a piece of cake or mm-hmm. for having a celebrate ha- having a celebration, or and like having a big meal because like a lot of our traditions fo- center around food, mm-hmm. and so there's no reason to beat yourself up for having two hot dogs and a hamburger on Fourth of July. You just gotta get your shit back together on you know on Monday. Yeah, it's all. <laughs> you can't eat like that every day. No,
1: and let me <laughs> no tell one you, can on or the holidays, should. I put shit away like it's my fucking me job. Two it's really bad Me the fuck too <laughs> but like um, my family would spend like two days prepping food yes for just three of yes! us three or four of us
0: uh- <laughs> leftovers for days oh yeah
1: we would have leftovers for like a week and a half
0: i love it mm-hmm. i love it um I also want to say it's not fair that all of our f- big holidays that are food based are like right next to each other. It's really not cool.
1: Yeah, no. Um, and, we're, and in the winter. We're getting into that <laughs> now. I'm so excited. It's. Uh, Ooh.
0: What's it like in the future? How was your Halloween? Yes. Tell us how
1: your <laughs> Halloween was. We're still in August. I'm afraid that this semester is going to turn into a shit show. Because apparently no one's taking anything seriously.
0: Yes, that's how Kentucky has been. Um, Okay, so. Gary Fields,
1: (laughs) you have an opportunity to listen to the governor. Please do it. Don't follow Warren County.
0: Yeah, we're- oh, so, yeah, sorry, sidebar, the uh, doctor's office was really intense yesterday. Oh, yeah? When you go in, like, the people who take your temperature are, like, roped off, and the list of questions was no longer five questions, it was an entire page of paper. Oh, shit. Including, have you left the state?
1: Oh, no.
0: It was very intense. Well,
1: they reported over a thousand new cases yesterday. Mhm. That's the yeah, first time that's I mean, happened here in Kentucky, I think.
0: I walked in and I was like, "Ooh, this is much more intense." Yeah. Than it was last week. Yeah. And then I had to sit up there and listen to stupid Doctor Oz talk about chicken. He's the dumbest person alive. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, while there's also music playing, like, why do we need both? <laughs> Ugh, whatever. I just hate it. Okay. Ellen came on afterwards though, and that made me happy. So anyway, um. <clears throat> I lost my place. Okay, the movement encourages the partakers' view, self-acceptance of and self-love as traits that dignify the person. The movement is based on the image, basing wait on the image basing their sense of self-worth heavily on their physical appearance and how good they perceive themselves to look. So that's what it's about: getting away from like we mm-hmm. don't need to place so much value on the way that we look. It's more it's it's about shifting your focus. Yeah. To, like, bettering yourself as a person.
1: Yes. Um, Absolutely.
0: While also, you can, of course, still do that and still want to improve yourself. I'm not saying look like shit all the time, but, because um, I get a lot of, you know, good vibes from putting myself together in the morning, and it helps me feel good about myself. It helps me focus for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, Just get up, wash my face, put on a little bit of makeup, do something with my hair, and then continue with my day. Yeah. Um, but the insecurity of no one can see me without makeup is something that I've had to be, work on. That's my, like, body positivity thing of, like, I need to let this go.
1: When I was younger, I was really concerned with makeup and, like, making sure that I looked really put together and, um... I would get nervous or and upset because I couldn't do makeup as well as other people could. And mm-hmm. then I just... I really only wear it for special occasions now. Like, sometimes I'll get up and I'll put some makeup on, but I don't really bother with it too much. Because I take pride in how my skin looks.
0: Yeah, you have good skin. I had yeah. terrible skin. I'm sorry. I had terrible skin. <laughs> I had such bad acne that I had to take antibiotics.
1: Oh, so I, I got blessed. I have with really nice skin, so I, I yeah just you did, and I hate that. you. It's fine. <laughs> if it makes you feel um, better, I'm starting to break out already from fasting.
0: Good. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, uh, I did get really lucky. I didn't really break out during my pregnancy. Yeah, just a little bit of body body acne that can be taken care of with some soap. Mm -hmm. So, um, anyway, um, so this is referred to in the field of psychology as appearance-contingent self-worth and can be highly detrimental to an individual's body image. Um, The degree to which one feels proud of their physical appearance is referred to as appearance Mm self-esteem. Um, People who fall under the under the appearance contingent self-worth umbrella put great effort into looking their best so that they feel their best. This is only good when an individual feels that they look good, but is extremely negative and anxiety inducing when they do not. So, yeah, that's what I went through a lot, because, again, like I've always been thin. And then when I hit 30, like my metabolism decided to quit Mm -hmm. and I had to actually start making decisions um, I also was always on ADD medication and those started as diet pills. Yeah. and so I always had a built-in <laughs> appetite curber and without it, I gotta make I have to make good decisions for yeah. my day. <laughs> I never had had to make decisions like that before. and so it was really a huge shift mm-hmm. because I'd always viewed myself as someone who's thin that it, I don't know, it just well, it, you are. It, you're it's it shattered.
1: Thin. Yeah, I know. Right, that but it, I don't feel that way. I know. I know, but <laughs> it it does help. I mean, for me, it helps people. It, it helps when people are like, hey, I'm looking at you from an outside perspective. You are.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, I mean, that's what my sister-in-law was trying to tell me when I put on, you know, put on that bridesmaid's dress and couldn't st- and watched myself balloon in front of my eyes in the mirror that was terrifying
1: oh honey you were also um, pregnant and you didn't know it yet no
0: i wasn't this was Akita's wedding oh
1: <laughs> you said your sister-in-law
0: yeah she was there she helped me we were trying to figure out that fucking oh. blue dress oh yeah That we all like threw away afterwards because it was so uncomfortable. Um, They looked beautiful, though. Thank Mm. God they photographed great. But oh, God, we were all in so much pain. Mm. Um, So the psychology of the movement goes beyond feeling good. Uh, The movement is also recognized as an important part of physical and mental well-being as it was founded As it was found that having a negative body image or otherwise known as body dissatisfaction has been linked to a range of physical and mental health problems like eating disorders, depression, body dysmorphic disorder, and more. Mm -hmm. Um, The movement started spreading to create awareness around the difficult illnesses that some suffer like anorexia and bulimia. The movement is shedding light on subjects that brands and bigger companies refused to talk about, which is huge. Mm -hmm. Um... Big retailers like Aerie are acknowledging the power of influence that they have on behavioral advertising and the positive impact this could have for a new generation. And it's true because, you know, there's, um, I know you're going to talk about some influencers and stuff, but like the more you see a normal person's body, like I can look at someone else and be like, wow, she looks so good. And then I look at myself and I'm like, but my arms look fat. Like, what is that? Mm -hmm. This other person has the same arms as me yeah why why is it bad on me you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah <laughs> like yeah i should do some push-ups but like we're all more
1: critics you know
0: yes oh my god i was looking at i got these beautiful maternity pictures taken you guys and that's they all are. i could see like
1: they're i so when pretty. we were
0: there's a few like from a certain angle and i'm like ugh, look at that look at my upper arms and they're not even that bad yeah like what That's like all I could see when like there's some cute pictures of us like walking and holding hands Mm -hmm. especially like from behind and I'm just like Ugh
1: Ugh And the thing about My tattoos look
0: look look morphed or whatever and they don't and it's
1: just Ugh. And the thing about that is that we focus on things like that and we ruin things for ourselves. For exactly. a very long time, I couldn't look at myself in the mirror. I still have trouble looking at myself in the mirror. I couldn't look at my senior photographs which were fucking awesome. Um I like I didn't want to just because I yeah. thought that I looked bad. And um like I I I mean I still struggle with some body dysmorphia. Um, I don't struggle I with it. I think we all
0: do a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I don't it's, struggle with ugh. it
1: nearly as bad as a friend of mine does. But like, I I get it. Like, it's really hard when you've been fed this lie your whole life that you're not exactly. good enough. Because that's exactly that's what you and I were growing up with. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it's always you're not good enough. You're you're not good enough until you hit this or um,
0: unless you look like this. Yeah. That's what you're fed constantly as a woman, and I know that people can be like, "ugh, not really though." Like, but that's just not true. I mean, no. when, that's all we ever saw was like rail thin people who were, or people with like perfect like gym bodies. Like, especially mm-hmm. if you watch Charmed. Oh my god! I mean, like Piper's got kind of a different body shape. Mm-hmm. She she's a little more you know curvy and stuff. But like the other two were like backless, braless perfection. And it's like, well, yeah, and, you know, then you finally you grow up and you're like, well, well, yeah, of course, because they probably go to the gym for like eight hours a day. Yeah. I'm not going to go to the gym eight hours a day. No.
1: Like, (laughs) no one can do that. No one that's not in fucking Hollywood can do that. Right. I mean, okay, so another thing, like, when, if you're watching TV shows from, like, before recent times... Mm -hmm. you're fed this idea that the people in it who are fat are they're gross they're evil Mm -hmm. they're bad they're just like if or just funny and no one finds them desirable yeah um that was a big thing too and like it doesn't and it's not even people that are that fat yeah they're just a normal
0: size yeah
1: (laughs) And like it doesn't... it's not like it's somebody who's eight hundred pounds, no, and like it doesn't help when that's just reinforced by everything around you exactly and, um, like my family i'll I'll just throw this example out. My grandmother is over four hundred pounds still couldn't mm-hmm. can't walk, can't sit up on her own, has to lay on the couch all the time or lay in bed now. I don't know what the fuck she's doing now. But, um, uh, like, don't know, don't care. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, when I was growing up, um, I remember the first time she ever saw. By the way, that's
0: because she's, by the way, that's because her, Kay's grandma is evil, not because she's
1: fat. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's why we don't care. (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, but I remember the first time she ever saw that I had stretch marks. Because I was a, I was a little, I was a butterball when I was a kid. Still kind of am um but I remember the first time she saw that I had stretch marks I was in fourth grade so I nine maybe eight or nine around there and like I just remember how awful she made me feel about that like I was this disgusting thing and like any, oh my god anytime um I was eating around my family. It was, you don't need to eat like that. You don't have to eat all of that. You, um, uh, literally every bite I took, something was wrong. And Oh, my God, honey. Yeah, so that's why I have a really hard time eating in front of people I'm not comfortable with now. Like, because I'm afraid that they're going to say something about how I'm eating. And, like, food and my body were very much... They weren't something that I thought were in my control. I thought, like, because of all of that trauma around it, it was... Everyone around me kind of made those decisions for me, I guess. And that's just... That's why it's so hard now for me to, like, get a good handle on choices that I make and not eating emotionally and yeah um
0: not eating when i'm bored yeah. is like <laughs> a big thing and also like when you have eighty eight when you have adhd <clears throat> um overeating stimulates that dopamine in your brain that you're missing mm-hmm. so <laughs> it's hard <Yeah. laughs> it's a constant battleground for me yeah um but also, it been... gives me
1: serotonin.
0: <laughs> it does. <laughs> oh God! Just for a minute, though, and then you feel awful. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> it's more like pizza dip, and um, it's savory stuff for me. Like mm-hmm. eating more cheese quesadillas, and I just love cheese. Um, giant bowls of pasta.
1: Mm, Yes. All that really
0: good stuff that makes you feel real good and full.
1: Mmm. Um. When my mom and, and I finally got, like, our own place after we moved out with my grandmother, our, fr- out from being with my grandmother, our first meal together was macaroni and cheese and a Tostino's pizza that we split.
0: Yum. <laughs> like, we, we. <laughs> Very well like balanced. That. Yeah, <laughs> Lots of carbs. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that Josh he does not understand meal planning. Uh-huh. Like, at least my mom did give me that. She, she was a really, my mom is an incredible cook. And so we had like really good dinners growing up, but it was always like a well balanced meal. Mm-hmm. And so, um, <clears throat> I'm always like, okay, so we need, like, we're having burgers. So we need like a, like, like baked beans and then we could do like macaroni and cheese or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm trying to get like a, like a vegetable in there of some kind. And he's like, okay, so I made, um, I made Hamburger Helper, Macaroni and Cheese, and Mashed Potatoes. Eh? And I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) So, rice, pasta, and Mashed Potatoes. That's all from the same... I'm like, that's all from the same spot on the food pyramid, honey. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta... You gotta pick pick from other categories. (laughs) There's no protein in here, hardly. Oh my goodness, it's so funny, but... Um, <clears throat> but anyway, and he—he's not much of a side person either. He's just like, let's have three entrees. <laughs> I, <feel laughs> I think that. we made tacos the other day, and he wanted macaroni and cheese with it, and I was like, "What? What? Where is your head? Like, <laughs> are you a high fifteen-year-old? <laughs> oh God, it's just really funny." But um, like I—I I, I don't know. It's it. <sighs> I've lost my train of thought just now. Completely. <laughs> but anyway, we're gonna we talk were about going with that. Either. I don't know where I was <laughs> either. But anyway, um, so we're gonna talk about beauty standards now because it changes constantly and I find that hilarious. Mm. And the more you you read about this kind of stuff, I mean like we've just witnessed a, a beauty standard change with just um eyebrows. Yeah. In the last, like, ten years. Like, ten years ago, it was thin, sculpted, perfectly, like, perfectly shaped eyebrows. And it has gone from that to, like, let them go. Mm-hmm. I mean, sculpt a little, but, like, thick, intense eyebrows have become a thing. Yeah. That's beautiful now. And that's was never, a thi- that that hasn't been a thing since the 70s, I don't think, you know? So it's...
1: Yeah, the 70s it, it are coming back. <laughs>
0: the hairiness is coming back
1: yeah which Um, i love (laughs) thank god it's
0: good for you (laughs) um okay i did trim
1: up a little bit the other day (laughs) because i couldn't stand myself anymore but (laughs) being woolly yeah (laughs)
0: Um, okay so let's talk about ancient egypt
1: oh yeah this is
0: ancient egypt is we're talking uh 1292 to 1069 bc shit yes 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 okay so in this era era the ideal woman is described as slender narrow shoulders high waist and symmetrical face Um, In ancient Egypt, women were encouraged in their independence and beauty. Ancient Egyptian society promoted a sex positive environment where premarital sex was entirely acceptable and women could divorce their husbands without shame. So if I'm going to go back to any time in history, I'm going back to motherfucking
1: ancient Egypt. Yeah. What happened to that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's let's consider. Wait. Hmm. The Christians made Um, Egypt out to be evil
0: imperialism happened yeah. yes um so ancient greece um so this is 500 to 300 bc so a little bit later i love ancient um, greece this is a different this is completely different so during this time period the ideal woman was plump full-bodied light skin. Um, ancient Greece worshipped the male form, going so far as to proclaim that women's bodies were disfigured versions of men's.
1: Oh, um, okay. In this time
0: period, yeah, not great. I revoked so my time period, statement. <laughs> um. Yeah, in this time period, men faced a much higher standard of beauty and perfection than women, though.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because men were more revered. Um. Yeah. And you know they had to fight naked and shit um so <laughs> <clears throat> now we're moving to the han dynasty so this is 206 bc to 220 ad so in this okay. time period they the ideal women had um slim waist pale skin large eyes and tiny feet so this is the this is the feet binding time oh, God, so um the tiny feet small yeah the tiny feet thing was really bad um, Yeah, <laughs> small feet is one aspect of chinese beauty that has continued for hundreds of years during the han dynasty chinese culture favored slim slim women with long black hair white teeth and red lips historically the chinese people have favored women with ultra femininity which is interesting yeah um and then let's talk the italian renaissance okay here we go. So, 1400
1: to 1700. They always so, had their uh, titties out.
0: Yes. Always. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> never. Never. Slut. Um, <laughs> arms. Cu- everything was covered. Um, <laughs> in this era, the ideal woman is described as having an ample bosom. Mm-hmm. Rounded stomach. Full hips and fair skin. So, this is the curvy lady. Yes. During the Italian Renaissance, it was the wife's duty to reflect her husband's status, both in behavior and outward appearance. So, if you were plumper, I think it showed wealth. Mm hmm. Because you were well fed. Yes. Um, A full body, light hair, and light skin all were thought of as superior indications of beauty. So, blonde hair, pale skin. I love pale skin. I'd really, too. really pale skin, I think is beautiful. Like never seen the sun, pale skin. Yes. like the girls in Downton Abbey. I'm just like, oh, how
1: do you do it? <laughs>
0: it's because they were inside needle pointing all day. Yeah, so yeah, their skin is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Mine um, is just Victorian. naturally
1: kind of dark, at, at least on my legs, everywhere else, I don't know what the fuck happened.
0: You don't really know what your heritage is, though, either, do you? No, I'm
1: pretty much a mutt.
0: Honey, we're all mutts we're <laughs> in America.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> you need to do twenty three and me. You just don't know, like, no one's like traced your family nah. history, is what I'm saying. Like, my aunt is all up in that. <laughs> um, all right, Victorian England. So this is eighteen thirty seven to nineteen o one. Here we go. Still, still liking them thick. So, um, this time, this time period, but of course, you know, corsets. Yeah. Um, this time period featured beautiful women as desirably plump, full-figured, but with a cinched waist. So here's where we start to get unrealistic with things. Yes. (sighs) Ah, the era, era of the corset in this time period. (laughs) Women cinched their waists with tight-fitting undergarments to give the perception of the desirable hourglass figure. Um, it also gave men the excuse to discriminate because they fainted all the time because they couldn't fucking breathe. Yeah. That's real in Pirates of the Caribbean. It's also <laughs> hilarious. Which... <laughs> um, but yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. so that's why they were all prone to fainting spells and flights of fancy and blah 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 all that shit yeah because they couldn't do anything (laughs) they couldn't move no because they were cinched up and all that stuff and they had like seven skirts (laughs) (laughs) and those weird shoes um and big old hats and no pockets so they couldn't even carry their shit with them um (laughs) Do, do 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 we'll talk about pockets at some okay. point on a crooked news episode
1: pockets and uh, pockets. what a
0: what a big deal that was in the uh the female community when that started happening for us mm-hmm. um okay
1: i bought men's jeans when i was in high school um they're the best yes they have the and best pockets the pockets on them they went all the way down my thigh yes you can put stuff in them they're yeah. not fake. Yeah, and then my mom I didn't understand this when she told me this, but now I do. Um I I would put my phone in those pockets because I actually mm-hmm. had room for it. And she was like Yes. You can't do that, it looks funny. And I was like, what Of do course you mean? she said that. And she was like, It just looks funny, take it out. What? Yeah. Now I understand To apparently. put your phone in your pocket? Mm-hmm. Now I understand apparently it looked like I had a dick. <laughs> but I don't think that's
0: true, but okay. <laughs> oh, God. But that's the only... Of, I had a pair of boy jeans when I was in college. They were the most comfortable. Mm-hmm. I could fit all my shit in them and I looked fucking cute. Yeah. My mom tried to shame me for that too and I was like, whatever, they're comfortable. I don't care. <laughs> You're not around. I just <laughs> won't wear them in front of you. Um, So this time period lasted through the reign of Queen Victoria, considered by many as one of the most influential figures of the time. And then we get to my favorite one. Okay. The Roaring Twenties.
1: Yes.
0: So this is where I identify the most. (laughs) (laughs) So this is uh, this time period, the ideal woman had a flat chest. Mm -hmm. downplayed waist short bob hairstyle and a boyish figure and those dresses were fucking cute Mm -hmm. so and boxy oh they were so cute um so beauty in the 1920 the only thing i didn't like was like the super like you powdered out your eyebrows and then drew like a line for your eyebrows (laughs) that wasn't cute but everything (laughs) else oh the beading the headbands the gloves. The finger waves. Oh! <laughs> Beauty in the 1920s featured in an androgynous look for women. Yes. Uh, they they wore bras that flattened their chest um, and wore clothing that gave them a curveless look. Um, I have always been kind of curveless, so I love this. Until recently, mm-hmm. I have been kind of curveless. So I love the style the fashion of the 20s so much um women even shortened their hair leaving behind the long held belief that long hair signified beauty and desirability it also meant that you could do your own fucking hair yeah and it took you way less time to get ready in the morning you didn't need to hire a maid with french training to do (laughs) your big old bouffant every morning um, all right. And then here we go. Oh, I do love this, uh, this time period too. Okay. The golden age of Hollywood. Oh, yes. This is, we're still into, into, um, unattainability here, but I do love the clothes from this time period. hmm Um, so in this era, the ideal woman is described as having curves, hourglass figure, large breasts, slim waist. So again, it's like big old boobs and tiny waist, but how does one achieve that in a body? Mm-hmm. You don't. Not
1: so you wear push-up bras.
0: <laughs> yeah, push-up bras. Yeah, push-up bras, boob jobs, all that stuff. But no one is thin who has big old tatas like that. No, they are not. <laughs> no. And they don't stand up on their own.
1: <laughs> and unfortunately, it's the first fucking thing you lose when you lose weight. I finally yeah. got comfortable with my boobs and then I started losing them. And I was like, yep. well...
0: That's the first place I lose weight, to, And the first place I gain weight is my thighs and my butt and my stomach. Mm-hmm. Ugh, stupid. All right. The boyish figure trend didn't last for long. Fast forward a decade and the hourglass figure is back. Mm-hmm. The classic example of this ideal woman's body is Marilyn Monroe and the the golden girl of Hollywood. Yeah. And here's where we get skinny. So in 60s. So this time period adored this female look. Willowy, thin, long, slim legs, and adolescent physique. Mm-hmm. Which is the grossest last little phrase yeah. ever. Um, <laughs> peace, love, and thin seemed to be the motto of ideal beauty. And for women in the 1960s, you could also just, like, buy amphetamines.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> in the store, <laughs> unregulated. Um, swinging London, a term used to describe the flourishing fashion and cultural scene of London in the nineteen sixties, influenced women's dress and style in America during the same period. Yeah. So this was the big, big hair, super skinny, big old flashy makeup, mm-hmm. d- like, like dark smoky eyes. You know, with with false lashes, nothing on your lips. <laughs> <laughs> so much hairspray. <laughs> I think this tw- that might have been the Twiggy the Twiggy time, but maybe that's maybe that's too early. Maybe she's not that old. Um, okay, supermodel era. This would be the nineteen eighties, the most destructive yeah. time for women's bodies ever. Um, the nineteen eighties, possibly just the nineties. <laughs> the eighties and the nineties were bad. Yeah. So let's see the this era celebrated an athletics felt but curvy tall toned arms so this is the time of all the workout videos mm-hmm. the, the aerobics the aerobics bod <laughs> um so this time period brought about an, an exercised craze phenomenon uh workout videos were all the rage encouraging women to be thin but also fit this era also saw an upswing in anorexia, thought by some experts to be caused by a widespread obsession with exercise. Because we, if you guys remember our anorexia episode, compulsive exercise is a big symptom. Mm-hmm. Meaning you're compulsively like doing sit-ups in bed and compulsively like you eat and then you go run for like an hour to burn off all the calories or whatever so like yeah it was like don't eat eat like your cube of cheese then go do your workout video and then eat your cottage cheese and tomatoes or whatever
1: Mm -hmm. and then
0: (laughs) yeah and then we have the 90s which they're calling heroin chic
1: oh jesus christ
0: Uh uh-huh that's a name it's bad um Waifish, extremely thin, translucent skin, and androgynous. Oh. So homeless chic, anyone? <laughs> the celebrated, yes. the celebrated body of this time period was a woman who looked, who looked thin, frail, and neglected. Oh, model, model Kate Moss was the heroine of this heroine decade. Pale, withdrawn, and thin. Yeah, you can see like the example picture of this lady is like someone wearing a loose fitting one piece bathing suit. Wow. Just like wasting away. Yeah.
1: So the ideal yeah. body type was anorexic.
0: Yeah, it was real bad in the 90s
1: and the 90s The 90s was real too. bad.
0: Yes. Um, here we go. Postmodern beauty. So this is 2000s to today. So our current beauty standards for women include a flat stomach, health, quote unquote, healthy skin, mm-hmm. healthy skinny, sorry, healthy skinny, <laughs> <laughs> large breasts and butt and a thigh gap, which is 100% unattainable still.
1: Yeah. You cannot have large thighs and a thigh gap. Believe me, I have tried. A
0: large boob and butt and a thigh gap. No. Um, not without a lot of fucking plastic surgery. Mm -hmm. Kim Kardashian has uh, as unfortunate as it may be is the poster woman of ideal beauty standards for the modern woman. Women are expected to be skinny, but not too skinny with large breasts and a big butt while maintaining a flat stomach. Mm -hmm. Women increasingly are seeking plastic surgery fixes to achieve this look and like obsessively doing ab workouts. Yep, And thigh tones and all of that stuff. And there's all kinds... Of, whenever I'm on Pinterest, there's all kinds of exercises of how to get your butt bigger.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, like, more shapely.
1: I'd love to have a bigger butt. I have a... Like, I have a whole... I have a whole, what? like... Sketch on this, but, like... I've <laughs> wanted a bigger butt for so long.
0: My, Why? Like,
1: I don't know. It's just mine feels so tiny. Like... Is it because it's flat? Yeah. And <laughs>
0: <sighs> Yeah. That's fair. You like just want it Okay, so you you just want it to be more shapely. Yeah. You're not saying you want it like bigger necessarily. No,
1: I just I want it to look better.
0: I've always I have always been do donkey tall.
1: Beauty.
0: Well, I've always <sighs> been tall and thin and could never find jeans that fit me. I always had this big old gap in the butt. Mhm. Because the standard of beauty was this, but when you had that standard of beauty, you can't find anything that fits you. Yeah. So even when you hit, even when you hit it, sometimes, which I didn't, I, I I didn't hit it. I was ridiculously skinny, but um, in an unhealthy way. But even when, like, you're looking at these supermodels that have all these clothes and they look so cute, and it's because they're all like fucking tailored. Yeah. Like tailor made to make them and stuff. And, you know, you get the right size and they're too short or they're too, you know, they're and too tight here. And I just I have a hard relationship with clothes. So that's where a lot of my body insecurity comes from is is, is clothes more than food a lot. Mm-hmm. And so that's part of why I don't really like shopping that much. And now there are so many really cool. I go for comfort as opposed to like super style. Yeah. Now, Um and when some new trend comes out, it might be cute, but I'm not going to do it most of the time unless it's comfortable also. Yeah. And attainable. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, mom will be like, oh, but this is so cute. And I'm like, but I, it doesn't fit me right. Like, it, it doesn't fit me right. I, I can't do it. Yeah. I'm going to stick with this pair of jeans that I've had for the past two years. Thanks. <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah. Um,
0: this is the stuff that fits me right. I have, like, a few pieces that, like, I feel really good in.
1: Mm Hmm.
0: Athleisure wear is one of those things because, like, now there's thumb holes, so I don't have. I got big old long arms because I'm tall. Yeah. Like my sleeves are always long enough now. So yes, I have lots of athleisure wear and things like that
1: (laughs) that fit me comfortably. Yes, thank God for the yoga pants movement. (laughs) Yes.
0: Oh my gosh! Make sure that yours fit. Like no one wants to look see through them. But yeah. please wear responsibly but also like oh it's just so nice there's so many more options for people now i was i struggled so much when i was growing up yeah i wanted to you know i I wanted the the those cute little skirts and stuff like that but i'm too tall they look they look so tiny on me i look like kind of slutty (laughs) like i'm wearing a tiny tiny little skirt Mm -hmm. you know and then on somebody's short it looks cute and modest <laughs> I always felt discriminated against in the dress code because of the fingertip rule. Yeah. With the shorts, I could never wear shorts. And then there's all these tiny short little girls who are wearing booty shorts cuz they've got short arms. Yep. I could oh, I could only ever wear bermudas It's as short as I could go. It's not fair. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and well, if you were at th- when I was in high school, if you were athletic, you could wear whatever the fuck you wanted. Oh, well, yeah, of course. They wouldn't pull you out of class for nothing.
0: Yeah, that's the other thing, is that a lot of times the dress codes have been slanted against people who are not thin.
1: Yeah, they are. And you can't tell me that you can't make children wear a mask in school if, <laughs> when I have seen you police women the entire time I was in school. Oh yeah, you can't tell me you can't. Tell me you can't
0: police the dress. So so you're also gonna tell me that you can't police your own dress code because you just make it a part of the dress code and then it's done. Yep. Tell me you don't shame people by making them wear big old baggy sweatpants when they've got big old holes in their jeans.
1: (laughs) Maybe they can't afford new jeans. Back the fuck off. No, it's that's not
0: at all what it is I, Kay, I, I know, People with the but... pre-distressed jeans and they've got holes that are like way up next to their underwear
1: mm-hmm.
0: or those jeans that basically look like you just strapped a piece of material to the back of your legs and your whole front of your legs is showing
1: yeah <laughs> those are <laughs> they made problem.
0: them put duct tape on there yeah that you put duct tape on your pants mm-hmm Maybe I put duct tape on your face cuz you're not wearing a mask. Anyway, <laughs> um <laughs> anyway, let's take a break.
1: Okay. So we're, we're back. Night. All no. right. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a fun little break there. Um hope you guys enjoyed it. So, <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. I'm being weird. Um yes, you <laughs> caffeine on an
0: empty stomach yeah um
1: (laughs) okay so when it came to this topic i wanted to talk about one of my favorite people ever um but i also wanted to talk about a bunch of different influencers um body positivity is a really big thing for me just because i've spent so long not liking my body um that i wanted to start like Following people who were really positive about their bodies, and I wanted to get more of that in my life. Just wanted to have that on my news feeds and timelines and whatever. Yeah,
0: that's what's beautiful about Instagram, is you can pick things that make you feel good to follow. So, like, pick people who are similar to your own body shape. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. Pick
0: puppies and kittens and, you know... <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly so I have a ton of different body positive influencers to talk about today each one of them has just a little blurb about like what they're all about who they are um and I wanted to share those with you guys but before I get into that um I wanted to talk about Loey Lane um she is at Loeybug on Twitter um and Instagram I think and she's also a YouTuber who does a lot of paranormal videos, but she's also a body positive influencer. And she does like makeup tutorials and stuff too. Mm hmm. And yeah. she is um, a bigger woman. She would be considered overweight, but she's very healthy. Um, she works out like all the time. She's constantly posting pictures of what she's eating. Um, and she's just she's a really fun person, um. So that's why I like having her I think in my she Said feed. that like her body shape is more like genetics. Yeah, like
0: she she does a really she she really like works on her protein control and works on her like like eating raw and like I, I've seen a few of her videos about that about like trying to trying to eat more vegan but she's not vegan but like trying to like go more in that direction and Mm -hmm. trying to be healthier and stuff like that but then also like this is what her body looks like even with all of that yeah so it's like okay so like (laughs) not everybody is gonna because of like just her dna like it's Mm -hmm. just not gonna happen yeah she's not gonna be skinny
1: yeah, and she's always also struggled with eating
0: disorders and yeah. stuff. She's beautiful, mm-hmm. that is true.
1: Yeah, she she did in high school like she had awful eating disorders and like she didn't. I, I mean, she's posted pictures of herself from high school and she didn't look happy. She looks happy no. now. She looks happy the yes. way that she is, and um, she's just really fun and it's just something positive for your timeline. So. Now I've got some other influencers. There, um, I've got articles from Spoon University, um, Influencer Matchmaker.co.uk, and uh, Very Well Mind. So, got a bunch of people here for you. So, I'm gonna start with the ones from Very Well Mind. Um, I wanted to get some males in here, people with disabilities, people of different skin colors. Uh, so, we're gonna start with a male. So. Blogger, brawn model, and founder of Confessions of a Binge Eater, Ryan Sheldon openly talks about his binge eating disorder and how it has how it has affected his life. His goal is to take the stigma away to help others heal. His secret to more self confidence too. To me, body image is three things: the way we feel physically in our bodies, the way we view our bodies when looking in the mirror. And the way we think others perceive our bodies. He tells very well. Body image is something that truly affects everyone in different ways. And being able to speak publicly about it has been part of my healing process. We all have the potential to change someone's, someone else's life just by sharing our story. Nice. Yeah. And then this one is a fun little one for you. Um So, you probably know Amy Poehler for providing big laughs on film. I love
0: Amy Poehler!
1: Yes. (laughs) For providing big laughs on film and TV, but she also has some pretty powerful and a little more serious messages about body image and embracing your weird. With her organization, Amy Poehler's Smart Girls, and web series, Smart Girls at the Party, she offers confidence tips to young women. Go around your body and... Kind of thank it for what it gives you and thank yourself for your great eyesight or your thick hair or your nice legs or your strong teeth or whatever it is that you have that you were given, she says in one video. And make friends with those parts of your body and not try to focus on the parts that will never change. Yeah, I've
0: heard that where like you get out of the shower and look at yourself naked and like pick three or four things that you like about yourself instead of... Looking and pinching and Mm -hmm. going, ugh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I've been trying to do that more. I'm not all the way there, but I've been trying. (laughs) 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 So, okay. This next one. Better known as Positively Kate, blogger Kate Spear underwent shock therapy in college to treat her misdiagnosed bipolar disorder. She lost two years of her memory from it and worked through therapy to get back to a healthy mental state. And let me just— who is this? Uh, her name is Kate Spear.
0: She lost two years of memory. Oh my god, mm-hmm. that's terrifying! Yeah. What the hell?
1: Shock therapy, man. It's it. It should not be a thing. You, we should not shock, be doing wh- that from anymore. shock
0: therapy, yeah. I did not know that was still happening. Yeah.
1: It happened to my great-grandmother for a really long time. Like, it's still... Well, that's
0: your great-grandmother. This is a person on Instagram? Yeah.
1: But, like, that was just 20 years ago for her. So, and then this is just, like, within, like, the past 10 years. So, at at least, if not, like, a shorter time window than that. Um... So candid in her battle with depression, Kate is also open about her struggles with body image. One of her Instagram posts went viral when she shared her hashtag JiggleForJoy. Aww. <laughs> my body is more than its appearance, she writes. My body is not my value. Every- my body is simply the vessel for my fabulous self. My body, in its entirety, is worthy of love. Um, Wow. Yeah, so these... That's nice. Again, like, these are just really positive people that you should probably be following on Instagram, just to make your day a little better. It's also nice that
0: a lot of... It's it's good to have people that are really positive, but I also want to say that a lot of um, people who do this have started also saying, like today I had a bad day. Yeah. And like, today I did such and such because it's so easy to get wrapped up in everyone's um, highlight reels, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like, I know Loey does this at least. So she's like, yeah, my depression was acting up yesterday so I couldn't, I just couldn't post a video. Or, you know, like, yeah. it's, it, it's important to also find people who you can relate to. Yeah,
1: who are also being real. Who are
0: human. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this
1: next one is, Are you
0: okay? Yeah, you I'm You sound fine. Very, really sad.
1: <laughs> no, it's just, this is a harder topic for me. Oh, like, okay. It's, like, I love this topic, but it is, it's kind of hard. Um,
0: You sound like you're about to cry a little bit.
1: No, no, I'm fine. Um.
0: Okay. <laughs> just checking on you. I can't see you, so... <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's the thing that sucks about not being able to record in person. Yeah. Goodness. Okay.
0: Among other things.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, Shay Neary was the first transgender plus-size model to land a major fashion campaign for cover story. Oh, wow. Yeah. And she is gorgeous. Like, oh, my God. Um. So, on the at watch Shay's... Watch Shay slay, I can't talk, um, Instagram feed. You'll find tons of inspirational messages with deep insight into Shay's thoughts about body image and finding the positive light even on dark days. Nice. Yeah, and one of our favorite posts reads, My body and mind aren't dividable. All the parts that make me the person I am today are cumulative. They are layers of work, time, Abuse, self-awareness, body image issues, self-love, and insecurity. Each a lesson, ever-growing, always. So, see, just, like, people being real like that is really neat. Yes,
0: that's huge. Um, so, this next woman... Because I need that, too. Yeah. Like... <laughs> I do, too. It's great to be like, look how great I look! And then it's also like, okay, but, like, we're people are under the impression that we're supposed to feel happy all the time and that is just not true. So like, (laughs) yeah, and stop beating yourself up for not feeling happy all the time. Everyone has good days and bad days and it's important to let yourself experience that. And also it's important to know tools of how to kind of dig yourself out of that. Exactly. At the same time. So it's, I don't know. I just, (laughs) I I need, I need both. (laughs) I need the balance.
1: Yeah, I know I talked a lot about like positivity and like having positive things on your feed but like i don't know i just i spent so long following things that were so negative that it was hard to i'm not
0: saying follow things that are negative no we also have like the crisis text line that's Mm -hmm. like hey it's okay just so you know like people love you and shit like that like
1: i like i know but what i'm saying is like it's just I don't know like I like I need the positive and like there does need to be like the real and the negative and the gritty too it's just I don't know I'm trying to focus well, I don't on the positive follow people
0: who are like negative yeah that, I'm not saying that yeah at I know
1: all. I know realness
0: and negativity are not the same thing I know um, I know I'm that's not following not- people who just want to rant and be horrible and pick everything apart about everything like mm-hmm. that's not I don't want that on my feed and I don't want things that are I want things that are peaceful and also make me feel good and it's it's good to hear someone say like hey these are things that are bringing me joy I also forgot to take my medicine yesterday and couldn't get out of bed yeah but today's a new day you know what I mean like that's what I, that's what I meant mm-hmm. I don't mean <laughs> okay continue
1: I know that you don't We're just
0: talking in circles now
1: I know like I know that you don't mean just like I, I know. I think we both got Okay.
0: I think we're good. Yeah. <laughs> Just
1: move on. Okay. <laughs> Keep going. Okay. So <laughs> this next person is a person of color. Um, so trainer, fitness model, and editor Tamara Pridget is real. She exudes confidence in both the way she carries herself and the way she presents herself. She speaks her mind and no- knows who she is, and that makes her one to follow. Am I the only one who gets told how intimidating they are on a weekly basis? I've heard this my entire life, and I just don't see it. I've been told that it's everything from the way I walk, how I speak, to my commanding presence, she writes in one post. What? I do- what? Mm-hmm. what I do see is someone who is 5'4", but has a personality that makes them seem 6 feet tall. Someone who's direct, smart, opinionated, goofy... Slightly awkward, determined, ambitious, and most importantly, someone who's confident with who they are. So if that intimidates you, I'm not sorry.
0: No, you shouldn't be sorry. Those are all wonderful things. Exactly.
1: But it's hard for a people woman are usually
0: intimidated people are usually intimidated by things that they don't have in themselves. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when someone says, oh, that you, you're you intimidating me with your confidence, it's because they're insecure. And that says more about them than you. So fuck it. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. I'm done
0: with that shit. I was told that I was intimidating a lot in, in high school and stuff like that because I had just decided that I wasn't going to I was going to be myself. Yeah. And I wasn't going to try and fit try and fit into a group. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was like, well, I want to sit here and read. And I, I just didn't... I don't know. It was more because I was insecure. I didn't think anyone really wanted me around. Mm-hmm. So, like, I would sit and read. And it, I guess it came across like, ooh, she knows what she's about. She doesn't have to talk to people. But that was so, like, the opposite of what was happening. But, like, people were, like, like really hot guys were telling my mom, like, how intimidating i was and stuff and i was like oh my god that makes no sense (laughs) i'm just done with it i'm just like okay fine sure (laughs) 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 that's such a thing from guys of like telling women that they're intimidating okay well then buck up
1: yeah (laughs) if you don't shoot your shot you're not gonna get anywhere like
0: no, just stop it.
1: Yeah. People don't need
0: to feel be lower than you for you to talk
1: to them. No. Get over yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this next one is another male. Uh, and this one really resonated with me because uh, I didn't even think about this from the other gender's perspective ever, like when I was growing up and having a lot of issues with this. So, after countless trips to the mall left him empty handed thanks to the lack of sizes, Bruce Stergill decided to start Chubster, a site that features style finds for plus size men. To him, body positivity is simply about loving yourself. Your size is just a part of what makes you who you are, he tells very well. You're amazing just as you are. Don't let anyone make you feel like less because you're not the right size for them. No, Yeah. Um, and so this last one that I just, like, I have a few, like,
0: you know, I have a couple of friends who are, like, obsessed with the, they, they have really bad body dysmorphia and they're kind of obsessed with the fact that, like, they don't have very big boobs and I'm like, I Mm -hmm. mean, I prefer having a flatter chest, (laughs) personally.
1: God, I feel like my clothes fit
0: me better and my back doesn't hurt. They're not in the way, they're not up in your face, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, uh, you know, and it's... I loved being an A or a B cup size, you know, which I actually am a C, but quite flat, which is just the, 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 the letter is just the width. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) It has nothing to do with how much, how far they stick out. But you know, she was like, well, but there's nothing to grab onto. I'm like, girl, if you have a, if you are with a dude who breaks up with you or tells you that your boobs are not big enough because they can't grab onto them. Is that someone you want to be with? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, now they're both, like, married ones engaged, and it's like, well, th- if they wanted that, they wouldn't be with you. They clearly love you, and that's what's important to them. Yeah. That's the important part of falling in love and being genuinely in love with someone. It's not about, mm, okay, well, I love you, but it would be really great if your boobs were bigger i'm sorry what mm-hmm. out out the door <laughs> go away <laughs> out the door you can't put it on an external place like that Mm-mm. if you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. go to their you know and it's, i don't know i guess my opinion of of it is kind of like well you know get your get your dysmorphia under control because they've both talked about wanting to get like their boobs done and stuff and i'm like guys like the, pro- the, the, the problem I have with it is not getting a boob job. Mm-hmm. The problem I have with it is that you guys don't see yourselves accurately and it's crippling you. Yeah. Like you're sitting at night and like obsessing over it. So go get some therapy. Get to where you can see yourself in a better light and to where your mental health is in a better place. And then if you still want a boob job, fucking go for it. Yeah. Because at this point, it's like you're in such a bad place mentally about your body that I feel like if you get your boobs done, you're going to find something else that you're going to want to get done.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're going to find something else to obsess about. And that's not a good track to go down. You're going to end up looking like a melted wax figure. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go into Courtney Cox territory. Yeah. Which is not where we want to go <laughs> at <laughs> all. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But And it, and it's like, you know, Bozzy, I, I don't know. Like the whole plastic surgery thing and all of that. It's like, well... Yeah, like, if it makes you feel good, go for it. But just make sure you're in a good place and it's not coming from a place of negativity and torture. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, I've got friends who have had babies and now they want boob jobs. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, like, if that makes you feel a little bit better, go for it. If it's just because... But if it's just just because you're... In, because of an insecurity or something like that, just make sure it's coming from a the right place, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And not a place of, like, well, I just feel... I don't know. I don't know. It's <laughs> it's just important to also make sure that you're not doing it to torture yourself, I guess. Yeah. Because you feel horrible or whatever. Like do it because like, hey, you know, my clothes will fit better and I'm not going to have any more kids, so whatever. It's just so important cuz it's major surgery, you guys. Like just be careful. Yeah. I don't know why I went on that tangent, but <laughs> Ugh goodness
1: yeah my just be careful with yourself my thing is once i've gotten to my goal weight if my boobs are not smaller like i would like for them to be i might have some surgery done oh, you're gonna
0: get a reduction
1: yeah just because like i have so much trouble with headaches and back aches well yeah you're
0: in pain that's yeah, different
1: like and i would like to be an a cup for the first time in my life like i'm i'm gonna be real i'm a fucking triple d and they have always
0: you you have pretty broad shoulders and stuff you just want to make sure you need to make sure you're proportional yeah it's just that's what you should strive for yeah (laughs) because you don't want to go too tiny and then look silly
1: yeah no i just i want to be smaller i want to i don't know i'm working on it again that's why i'm fasting (laughs) um in a healthy way. You're yes. not
0: anorexic. You're no. inter- you're doing inter you need to call it what it, it is, in- which is intermittent fasting. But intermittent so then you're doing now. body positivity and then you're like that's why I'm not eating. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> the irony here. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not lost on me. Um <laughs> So yeah, um I mean I don't know. I just want to feel better. And, like, my mom and I yeah. both have a whole lot of energy now that we're not, like... Well, that's
0: what I'm saying. Like, you're doing it to be healthier. Yeah. You're not trying to do it to be, like, oh, I just want to look like somebody on TV or whatever. Like, no. you're doing it to be, to be healthier. You guys are both at risk of diabetes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to get... There's, like, health things that you need to get under control, yeah. which is why you're doing it. Yeah. Which is important. Yeah. It's an important distinction.
1: <laughs> um... Yeah, I'm really trying not to get diabetes. Mom already has it. I'm just trying to steer clear of that. That's why I'm going to an endocrinologist. That's why I'm working so hard at losing weight. Um, yeah. Because I just... I don't want to have to deal with that for the rest of my life. I Like, I've seen what it can do to people. And I just don't... Yes. It's scary. And I don't want anything to do with it. So, um if that means you don't need that in your life yeah (laughs) if that means i have to be uncomfortable for a little while so be it like i'll feel better once i'm older in the long run yes so agreed yeah uh so this last one that i'm gonna do from this list uh is tatiana mcfadden uh she has snagged 17 gold or she set snagged 17 medals seven of them gold throughout her career as a Paralympic athlete in wheelchair track and field. Plus, she won the 2018 Boston Marathon. But it's Oh, her- damn. Mm-hmm. But it's her <laughs> dedication to helping other athletes with disabilities that makes her stand out on the scoreboard. Born with spina bifida, she wanted to race her- with her high school track mates. Her lawsuit to earn that right led to a Disabilities Act in Maryland that now requires schools to- (gasps) They wouldn't let her? Mm Mm-mm. Oh, no! No, and this bitch was like, okay, see you in court. So I'm so proud of her. Yeah. So, her lawsuit to earn that right led to a Disabilities Act in Maryland that now requires schools to allow students with disabilities to compete in interscholastic athletics. Um... Having positive body image isn't always easy, but our bodies have led us to where we are today, she posted on Twitter. Remember, you come with one body. Love it with all of your heart. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Treat it well. Yeah, and I think I know exactly what I'm doing for next episode. Because she's amazing and I want to look more into that case. Um, so... The article that I found from Spoon University, I really just grabbed it for one of the people on here. Um, her name is Jamil, Jamila Jamil. <laughs> She's, uh, she was an actress on The Good Place. <laughs> um, oh! Who was she on The Good Place? She was... Um, I'm pretty sure... You don't watch that
0: show, so you don't know, do well, I, you? Well,
1: I watched... Like, the first season of it. I, it's been a while since I've watched it. Um, But she was the one that uh, Kristen Bell's character hated a whole lot that first season. I'm trying the, to think of her name. I can't think of her name I know name who you're either. talking
0: about. I'm pulling it up. I know who you're talking about. She's absolutely stunning. Mm-hmm. Tahini. Tahani. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, her. She's supposed to be like an heiress. She's British and, oh God, and she, she's the one who's constantly throwing
1: parties for everyone and, and <laughs> yes. fundraisers
0: and, oh God, I love her. She's so funny.
1: Yes. So the person writing this says, I first discovered Jamila Jamil after watching The Good Place several months ago. Little did I know that apart from being a great actress, she is also making tremendous strides in the feminism world, starting her very own movement called I Way. I Way is a movement for us to feel valuable and worthy beyond the flesh on our bones, essentially a revolution against shame. On the I Weigh YouTube channel, she promotes messages of body positivity, body image, and acceptance through open discussions with familiar faces such as Sam Smith, who is an incredible artist. Oh, my mm. God. His music gets me through life. Um, <laughs> so, definitely go check out her YouTube channel called I Weigh. Uh, follow her on Instagram. She's amazing. She's beautiful. You will not regret it. I think she's Indian. Yeah. She's
0: British, but I think she's Indian. Mm hmm. I'm trying to find out. I know. I think in the show she's Indian. Yeah. Uh. Jamila. Jamila, Jamila. There she is. keep talking there's no need there's no need to
1: no i'm just i'm trying to kind of pick and choose again here um oh okay so the one the article that i found from influencer um i wanted to focus on the males on here first i guess uh so the first one is going to be kelvin davis um okay As a symbol of male body positivity, Kelvin Davis is an icon of loving your curves no matter what gender you are. Kelvin regularly posts on social media with the intention of normalizing self-love for men and tackling the topic of toxic masculinity so common in our society today. His posts are stylistic and shining with confidence. As a proud feminist, Kelvin is breaking down barriers imposed upon men to be unfeeling and constantly perfect. Kelvin's intention huh. is clear. Everyone deserves to feel body positive. And uh then the other male Interesting. Yeah, hold on. What? for two hours but we couldn't make it another few minutes um okay so the next one is chris mosher um so he is a proud transgender athlete who is candid and open about his transition on social media and advocates for lgbt plus rights after giving up his top ranking in the women's category Chris became the person he was always meant to be and received an overwhelmingly positive reception from fans and fellow athletes alike. After transitioning, Chris vowed to become the kind of role model he needed when he was younger to support the generation to come. Chris is a symbol of the different shapes and sizes that men come in, tackling the toxic masculinity ingrained in society. So I thought he was really cool, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. And then we've talked about her. Going to do another one. Winnie Harlow. I think we're going to finish with her. Um, As a victim of bullying, Winnie Harlow understands what it means to be discriminated against. Since then, she has turned the hateful comments of cow and zebra into a celebration of her unique, beautiful skin color. Now a famous supermodel, Winnie's used her Instagram to normalize the condition vitiligo. So basically, she's a vitiligo. Vitiligo. Okay, she's a black. Oh, that's
0: the that's the pigment the pigment disorder. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um. She's a black woman, but there are a lot of spots on her that are that White. look Caucasian. Yeah. Um
0: i was watching what was i watching something with oh i think it was hot ones i think i was watching an episode of hot ones and tyra banks was on and she found an influencer it might be this person i don't know Mm -hmm. um i can't remember who the name but she said she was on instagram and she found this girl who had the most beautiful like markings from her vitiligo Uh and like reached out to her and like she does modeling and stuff now
1: that's awesome I mean, it's probably her.
0: It might be. I don't remember what the name of the person was. Mm-hmm. I'll have to watch that episode again. That was a good episode. Yeah. She was really funny.
1: <laughs> I loved Hot. Because I guess
0: she's a big she's a big Hot one, Hot Ones fan and she brought her mom. Oh she and her mom watch Hot Ones together. <laughs> and so, and they had just they just they wrote a book together and so she, they they were doing promo for that. But Oh nice. Uh she she was just like, Mom like the whole time she was like, Oh my god, it's so hot and She like made her mom come out and try one and yeah, it was pretty <laughs> it was a really cute um it was a really cute interview.
1: That's awesome. She's so funny. But yeah, that was my segment. I just wanted to give you guys some neat people to follow and kind of help you with your own body positivity and just remind you that we all have good days and bad and yeah. Good things for your feed. Yeah.
0: Since we're all obsessively scrolling these days (laughs) and we just can't stop. Oh, goodness. All right. I'm ready for a game. I am too. And lunch. So, um, <laughs> um, oh, Lord. So, this is our game by Drunk Sonder Stupid called If You Had To. And I think it's my turn to go first. Yes. So, um, <laughs> so if you had to, would you go live on Mars and never come back?
1: <laughs> or every anxiety slash fear you have will come true?
0: Oh my god that's a rock in a hard place yeah I guess Mars
1: <laughs> yeah I'm gonna have to go with I Mars don't,
0: I don't I don't know about that one <laughs> I, I have a lot of fears
1: yeah I'm gonna have to go with Mars
0: <laughs> as long as I can take as long as I can have the internet I'll go live anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Um. Oh, goodness. Right now, what's giving me joy is the knowledge that I'm using Kay's HBO Max account <laughs> so that I can watch Friends and the Big Bang Theory while I'm in the hospital. Yes. Giving birth to a human baby. Mm. Um. <laughs> that's a lot less I have to pack. Yeah. I don't have to pack my entire DVD collection, because um, <laughs> I've... Both of those entire series on DVD, but I'm not going to pack an entire bag full of that to to go to the hospital. Um, And I don't think my laptop plays DVDs for some reason, but I actually don't think there's a disk
1: drive. There's not.
0: There's not a disk drive. That's stupid. Okay. I wish there was um, so
1: I could put all my CDs onto my (laughs) Google Drive and get rid of my CDs. Oh, really? Really?
0: Sorry, this is really funny to me because Kay talks about CDs the way some people talk about records.
1: <laughs> I don't want to get Which rid makes of my me CDs. Laugh. Well, you just said you wanted to get rid of your CDs. But I like. I don't want to at the same time. It's just. Oh my they god! Won't, they won't play on my <laughs> PS Four. I'm gonna have to get a boombox. So I can play my CD.
0: <laughs> oh, you're a wonder, all right, well <laughs> do you have a thing that's bringing you joy besides your fasting thing um while we've as we've recorded, Kay has acquired a taste for black coffee, yeah, so
1: <laughs> <It's> getting there <laughs> um thing that's bringing me joy. Um, I'm writing down all of my goals, which is really nice. I'm thinking about goals that are not just getting my own place. Um. Yes. And, um, I've been doing a book club with some of my friends, which is really nice. I need to read the book for this month. Um. (laughs) And. Yeah, that's that's what's bringing me joy. Yeah, those are good things. Yeah.
0: Nice. All right. Well, we love you guys. We hope you had a great Halloween. We hope everyone stayed safe. And um, I hope you came up with some cool new traditions to, you know, in case you Halloween gets rained out in the future or in case we can never go out in public ever again. <laughs> um, <laughs> we love you guys. Um, please re- remember to register to vote. Yes. Um, make sure you do your mail-in ballot. Support the post office. And remember, you are not a monster. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Talk Crooked. Music is by Gisla Nibok. Check out our website, talkcrooked.wixsite.com slash podcast for sources and visual aids, as well as resources to get involved. To keep up with our nonsense and stay up to date on all things crooked, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook at Talk Crooked. To keep the shots coming, access exclusive bonus content, get a free poster, and a shout out on air, head on over to our
1: Patreon. All links can be found on our website. You can listen to us basically anywhere you get your podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you have interesting stories relating to our content, please send them to talkcrooked at gmail.com for a chance to be featured on the show. For business inquiries or sponsorships, please email us at kerryandkbusiness at gmail.com. See you next time.